Hey everyone, it's Ashley and Sarah, and we are your hosts, Rival and Queen. Rival and Queen, we're here. That's us. <laughs> here again, we're back. Happy day, Ashley. Happy day. It's Friday. It's Friday, and today we've got someone super cool on the episode, a yes. visitor. A visitor from, from Toronto. Tr- from the Big Smoke. From the Big Smoke, Allie McKellar. Allie's actually dates my cousin Amanda, so they were here for a week exploring uh, Cape Breton and a few Halifax. other areas. Yeah, Halifax, Lunenburg, Mahone Bay. So we get to know her a bit further, which was awesome, and kind of what she's into. Tell me about Allie. Well, Allie is a holistic fitness trainer. So she kind of has a new approach to fitness. And we were lucky enough to actually work out with her twice when she was here, which was super fun at our studios, our favorite spot. So her approach is different because she kind of creates a different feeling and community. So everyone feels really accepted and comfortable being in their own body. Um, She's an advocate for inclusive fitness. She's really um, promotes like... Whatever you feel like, if you want to be more muscular as a female. She's all about, yeah. Get, she's going to help you do that. Like, don't be scared. Feeling comfortable in yeah. your body. Yeah, that's cool. She's a bike ambassador for Norco. Um, and basically, she takes people around on tours. In the ravines. Yes, the in, ravines Toronto. in Toronto. She Toronto. goes. In Don Mills. Yeah. So she does that, which is super cool. And she's been into biking for years and years. I know when I visit her and Amanda in Toronto, I think she owns at least two or three bikes. So she's definitely like street biking, mountain biking, a little bit of everything. And so today we're going to talk to her about her journey into becoming a holistic personal trainer, which is really interesting because that just goes beyond, as Ashley said, working out and diet. And she really takes into consideration like what your relationships are like, what your sleep is like, what your work life is like. Do you have kids? Like that's how she views fitness. So it's kind of cool going through that. We talk about she had a concussion, a super bad concussion a couple of years ago. So we talk about how she's been recovering from that. And then she also tells us about the most epic bike tour around Thailand Yes. By herself, which is crazy. So crazy. And then we wrap it up with some Toronto hotspots, which we love. We love it. We need to go back soon. I kind of love her approach to the holistic side of things because it's almost the same as when you're seeing your regular MD and then say a naturopathic doctor. It's more involved and ask a lot of questions. And I feel like it's very similar um, approach to her fitness rather than just a regular trainer. Like I might want to lose a few pounds or I have a wedding or an event. Mm-hmm. She really wants to to know you better in your body and kind of, yeah, your relationship or your sleeping, your job, um, which I think is really cool. Makes feel people feel more comfortable with her, I think. <laughs> Well, and I think actually it's like those things all factor into your well-being. Oh, totally. And I think we don't give ourselves enough time to even think about what we want and what we need. Or to sleep. Yeah, sleep is very You go crazy when you're not sleeping. This is true. Uh, Ashley, I have some questions for you. Oh, dear. Before we start the episode. First of all, I want to know, because this is such like an athleticism, that's not the right word, an athletic episode, athletically focused episode, I want to know. Were you ever recognized for your athletic abilities as a child? As a child? I don't think so. What were your athletic abilities as a child? Like, what do you mean recognized? Like, win an award? I don't know. I, I feel like I was good and, like, competitive. And what kind sports of, did you play? I know where this is going, Murph. <laughs> good. <laughs> Tell um, me now. <laughs> so, growing up, I always played soccer from a young age. I actually played soccer, swim, swam, and tennis for like a long time, and then got more into basketball and then volleyball, probably from junior high till. Oh my God. I forgot you were on the swim team. What was the name of your swim team? Um, Middleton Missiles. The Middleton Missiles. And you had a missile on your butt. <laughs> I did. Yeah. They were bright blue. And it's funny. I loved swimming. It was awesome. The summer swim team we were on, it was outside, obviously. So it was actually really nice. But my best friend, Stacy and I used to dread going. Like, we hated it because it was hard. And we just wanted to hang out when we were, like, 12 in her basement. Yeah. I'm glad my parents forced me to do that stuff. But, yeah, I played lots of sports. But then I had a bad knee injury. And I think it was grade 10. I had to have ACL surgery. And I've now had three surgeries on my knee. So, yeah, I think the days of... Even tennis, I love, like Jeff and I still played a ton of tennis over the summers, but it's hard. 32. Do you know what? Despite those injuries, Ashley, yes. it sounds like you had a great childhood as an athlete, although you weren't recognized for your talents then. 
maybe you would be later in life. Yeah, like last year, last fall. Is that what you're getting at? <laughs> Tell me about it, Ashley. Oh, no. So the my volleyball team in grade 12, or I would have been in grade 12, won provincials um, yeah. in high school. So that's what Murph's referring to. And we actually got inducted in to the Middleton Museum Sports Wall of Fame, which was super cool. I think only three or four of us showed up. Last year. Last fall. Last fall. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. A little experience. I mean, it's a museum. It's kind of cool. I think that's great. (laughs) I won provincials on my volleyball team. No thanks to me. I was terrible. But I was on the team. I was good enough to make the team. In Newfoundland? Yeah. We won like three times. What? We have no sports hall of fame. I shouldn't actually be in it. But the girls that I played with, like basically won everything for seven years and they were incredible. And they should be inducted into a high school Hall of Fame. So, well, see, they do different categories and there's like team categories. Ours was one of the team. I think they do individual ones, which a lot of my friends, no problem that they could be inducted because they're all amazing. Like Stacy was an amazing athlete. Let's just be clear. You've been inducted in a sports Hall of Fame with an Olympian. That's true. So Alex <laughs> Hansen, um, a guy I grew up with, he is an Olympian for Team Norway and he does skeleton. I've been skeleton racing. You have? Yeah. What? On an Olympic track. That's not in Calgary? No, in Vancouver. People Uh, died on that track, I think. Oh, my God. I think he trains in Calgary. I think that's why maybe that's coming to mind. But he's an insane... Even growing up, he was an insane athlete. Like, just... He was just, like, fit I've seen his Instagram. He looks jacked. Yeah. Like, he he knows what he's doing. So, if anyone wants to check out his Instagram, we will post it in the show details because I don't know what it is right now. But... um. Just know that Ashley Kilbertowski or Samsky, whatever you want to call her, <laughs> has been inducted into a sports hall of fame with an Olympian. Shout out to the Middleton. Is it just the town of Middleton or this high school? Oh my God. I don't even, it's, I'm drawing, I think it was the Packers. Someone correct me if I'm wrong, but you know what was confusing about our high school? Every sports team had yeah. a different name. Okay, so, so I, I can't remember which one. But is but it the Sports Hall of Fame at the high school or is it of the no, town? No, in the museum. The McDonald Museum, which is on when you drive down and you see Welcome to Middleton, home of the McDonald Museum. Oh my gosh. We'll okay, have to so get a photo there. Ashley Kielbertowski is a Hall of Fame inducted volleyball player with an Olympian Middleton in the museum. Middleton Town. Museum, yeah, Middleton <laughs> You're Museum Hall of Fame. I know, but That's it is right. really cool. I remember going there as a kid, and it's a really cool space. Like they have a ton of things from ages ago, like even school room set up, and they have this whole clock museum, which is super cool. So, mm, is it? <laughs> it reminds me of like Hook, like you know. Oh yes, but what I, a great I, movie. I, okay. I, my reference was that I loved going there as a kid. Like it was so cool to see the classroom set up and like stores. They have like little fake convenience stores set up in there. So Why? You, uh, just so you can feel like what it used to be like. They're like preserving. What did Middleton used to be? Well, not just Middleton. I think just places in general. Oh, it was like life in the what decade? I don't even know. Oh, but I don't. I have to look into it more. But the town. <laughs> A bunch of dolls. Like, they try and preserve what? all this stuff. And, like, they have a little committee that voted us in. And lots of people came. It was super cute. Stephen McNeil was there, our premier, because um, he's from Bridgetown, which is just the next town from Middleton. Ashley. Anyways, you know what? Maybe we'll go for a valley tour because I'd love to show you my cute, small little town. I'm only going because I want to see the Hall of Fame. Yes, we'll go. The, our photo's in there. Photo. We'll get a picture. That's the only reason I'm going. No, I'm just joking. We'll get Alex Hansen to come as well. Oh, now I understand. This, the McDonald Museum is an old school that they have basically. Yeah, like there's one floor that they kind of kept turned like into a, a museum. Yeah. Okay. But there's more to it than just the school aspect. Very cool. Before we dive into our conversation with Allie, I just want to ask you one other thing about childhood memories. Did you have a favorite childhood cereal? Um... I feel like I had a few. I really, I still, as an adult, like I don't really eat it, but I love cereal. cereal. Jeff buys it and I'll have a handful, but I wouldn't necessarily ever just have it for breakfast. But growing up, I loved it. Um, I think I really liked Alphabets. Alphabets, okay. Cheerios. Ooh. But see, Cheerios my brother, and honey were my to bring up Greg again, he He's our favorite. used to always eat the good kinds. Do you know what I mean? Oh. I feel like I'd go to have, say, what was it, honey... What were the little like wafer? Oh, honeycomb or honey? Not honeycomb. They were flat. 
Oh, wait, French toast? No. no. But like that. Okay, fresh, Man, like French toast crunch or Captain Crunch no. or I don't know. It's escaping me. But I think Graham, something Graham. Oh, Honey Graham. Honey Grahams. <laughs> those are my favorite because they're like coated. I've never in, had those. Oh, you would like them because they're coated in probably a lot of sugar. But he used to eat everything and I'd go and I feel like he'd put the box back and it would be empty. Oh, yeah. And I'd like go and have a bowl. Trick. But I did like, yeah, I think Alphabets is a classic. What about you? Honey Fruit Cheerios Loops? all the way. No, I was never allowed oh. to have cereal like that growing up. No, I, like, would, I don't think I really was. But like as a treat, like if I went to a hotel and they had like a wasn't buffet. It Loops. Really? But, oh, Rice Krispies. Love those. Oh, yeah. Honey Nut Cheerios. Plain Cheerios. Those are my favorite. And actually, when I was older and like uh, probably 19, I thought, oh, I'm an adult now. I can try whatever cereals I want. And I tried some of the other ones, like Cinnamon Toast Crunch probably. And I thought they were all disgusting. Oh, they're probably gross now. And what? And I would never eat cereal for some reason as an adult for breakfast. But my friend Gardner has yeah. discovered as an adult male at 33 that he can buy whatever he wants. And he's got like a Shocked. lifetime supply of Captain Crunch. Amazing. Remember the cereals used to get <laughs> the mini pantry. ones and you just pop yeah. the thing open. You could put the milk right in. Those are dope. Classic. The reason we're bringing up cereal right now, I don't know if Ashley knows this, but it's going to come up later in this episode. We're combining. If you are not going to know how I'm doing this, I'm not even doing it. Allie's doing it, but I'm going to combine athleticism and cereal. Yes. I bet you can't wait to hear. Let's listen Stay to it. Tuned. Let's find out. So we have another Torontonian. Is that how you say it? Not Torontonian. <laughs> Here visiting Halifax. It's Allie's only your second time here, right? That's correct. Here in Halifax. She's been covering a lot of ground. Oh, yeah. And lots more to cover. Yeah. I know you We're did a happy tour to of the have city you. today. Yeah. We walked the bridge to Dartmouth. Yeah. I've, I've never done that. I was afraid. Yeah. It's very, it's very high. high. It is very high. <laughs> and it bounces. Wouldn't want, a bit not too. do it again. That's for sure. It bounces. Yeah. When the bus goes by. Yeah. Oh, and it wasn't windy today. Thank goodness. Because it does. It was oh kind of windy today. Not, not like, I don't know, not like exceptionally, but I feel like it could have been windier and I wouldn't like, like that very much. <laughs> it's really bad when you're on there and there's traffic. Yeah. And it's obviously like has suspension yeah. for engineering types of purposes. So it flexes and it's very terrifying. I find when you're on the, in a car. Really? I don't like it. <laughs> this, the ferry like was much more that. civilized on the way back, we have to say. This is like a Preferred. lovely day tour that you had. Mm -hmm. I'm very jealous. That's awesome. I know. As Jeff and I were driving to work, I looked at the bridge and I was like, I'm so jealous. <laughs> well, welcome to the lovely city. Thank you. Have you been enjoying so far? Oh, yeah. We had lobster twice already. In 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a successful trip to Nova Scotia. Yeah. <laughs> we also just crushed a good workout mm -hmm. at Rogue. And we had giant croissants this morning at Two of By the Sea. Two of By Sea. Two by Sea. Oh, fuck. That's like a, that's a, you're allowed to curse. A war yes. reference. You can swear. It's okay. <laughs> as long as you're okay with it, we're okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know you were saying you weren't feeling that hot during the workout. You didn't know if it was you ate too much or the didn't face eat enough. croissant. Yeah. Or if too much. <laughs> so funny. It was the croissant. I blame the croissant. I think at 2F by C, they even have, did you guys see it on the, they have a poster or t-shirt says like, I don't want to say it because it's wrong, but it has something about butter because the croissants have so much butter in them. It's I like sip. It. I've made croissants butter. like from scratch and it is a full block of butter in them. Yeah, and those are tiny. The ones from Tibbs are massive. Yeah, I know. It's like a paperweight. They're so heavy. Yeah, so they probably have like literally half a block of butter. Yeah. Yeah. Just pick up your, your local Scottsburg. Oh, they have it. It says eat butter. It's stamped on their paper bags. So there you go. <laughs> I love that place. So it's super cute. So we're so excited to have you here. Allie told me the other night that she is a holistic personal trainer yeah she did tell us that <laughs> you are correct that's right <laughs> i don't know what you're gonna say no that's just where i was going with the the workout thing that she was pumped to to check out our studios yeah. and rogue specifically because that's kind of your new your new journey mm -hmm. is fitness can you tell us a little bit about sure that? yeah um where to start i guess We'll start with the holistic part because a lot of people have a lot of questions about that. Yeah. Um, so for me, a big part of the 
personal training and what I'm doing is I want everyone to connect all parts of their well-being, not just the fitness and exercise part. Mm -hmm. So have that connect back to your sleep and how stressed you are and how your day went. Um, and so what I like to do with all my clients is start, um, we just do something called a life inventory and we talk to them um, or I talk to them about, you know, what their relationship is like with their friends or their family and their partner, um, nutrition, all that stuff and just connect it back. And so we're using exercise as a tool for their overall well-being. So cool. And connect it back to mental health. Um, that's a huge part of it too. How do you kind of track that when you're working with people? Well, when we sit down initially, we just sit down like at a coffee shop and we chat. So I'm like making notes the whole time and I have this great Google doc that I'll, we share <laughs> and go through together. And then it's just about checking in every time and sort of talking about what are you proud of this week? What have you accomplished? Who did you serve? What are you grateful for? Um, so cool. And so that usually like draws some stuff out and then we get into the more active based stuff. But even when you're working as a personal trainer, you know, there's an opportunity to talk and yeah. work through things that aren't necessarily fitness related. And what I do as well is take people out uh, on hikes and on walks in the ravines in Toronto. Um, so there's plenty of time to chat during that too, which is always great. So you get to know them on a totally different and deeper level oh, as yeah. well. Yeah. Not just like I want to lose 15 pounds yeah. or I want to train for a marathon. Well, it's, there's always yeah. something else lurking below that too, right? It's like sort of why do you want to lose 15 pounds or why do you want to train for a marathon? And it could be, you know, I want to feel really proud of doing something because I feel like I haven't done anything, you know, with my life or something like that. I'm not happy with my job. Or, like there's always – And then and, do you dig And what further? else and what else? And you just have to keep asking the question and sort of dig a yeah. little deeper. Yeah. So would you say, I know that That's you um, suffered a, concu a, concu a concussion injury when you were mm -hmm. biking down, it was Arizona, correct? Yeah. So did that kind of, is this something you've always been interested in or did that kind of like totally change your outlook and yeah. like how you it, dealt with things? It totally changed it. I think it connected something that I had never really put two and two together before, which is sort of like, it seems so obvious now, but listening to your body, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but actually listening to it and seeing what your needs are and how you're feeling. I had always been an athlete. And so exercising and training and pushing myself to the limit had come very naturally. Yeah. But when you have a concussion, pushing through stuff doesn't work. It's mm. the opposite of how you need to recover. It's like patience. You need to like take a step back, like quiet your life, um, do nothing really. And that's how you heal versus like an active approach, which is like follow this regimen, do this thing, push through the pain. Hopefully, ultimately you'll heal. Um, so I had never experienced that before in my life. Um, it's also very nonlinear recovery. You know, you can go on an upward trajectory of healing for a month and then suddenly a new symptom comes up and it's debilitating and it's really hard to like, I don't know what would be like maintain hope that you're getting better Ooh. when you take a huge step back. So for me, it was just about, okay, like I need to really sit down and listen to my body and how I'm feeling day to day and recognize that, okay, maybe I had a plan to exercise today or go on a walk, but that's yeah. not possible anymore. So how can I reframe my mindset and still do something for myself and my body and for my recovery, but isn't what I had planned or what I had thought would be the right thing yesterday. Um, so it's just like coming back to what you're feeling, really listening to it and then like kind of allowing yourself to show up ha exactly as you are in that moment in that moment and not feel guilty mm. about it because there's so much like guilt around like oh like I didn't I was supposed to work out today and I didn't work out and now I feel so guilty about it but taking a step back and realizing it might be because I had a really bad sleep last night and I've had a really hard day and so today might not be the day for my workout. It's not what I, my body needs. It's not what I need. Yeah. It kind of you like know? forces you to respect your yeah. physical needs, which yeah. is crazy. And so is that kind of what that like need to respect your physical needs, part of the thing that 
spurred the holistic approach mm-hmm. to what you're doing. Yeah. And that also came from, um, I worked with a life coach uh, okay. while I was recovering from my concussion or still am, but, um, and, you know, I had talked to her about an interest in becoming a personal trainer. I love fitness. I love leading people, um, yeah. wanted to share that a lot. And then we kind of like, she just brought something else to it. She's like, you know, you've had this whole, all of your life experiences up until now, you know, have led you to this point. And, and everyone is the same way. Everyone has a story, even if you don't think that you do. Yeah. And your story is valid and, and you can share it with the world and it's going to impact someone in some way. It's going to inspire someone. Um, and so just like coming, using all of your experiences to lead you to, you know, what you should be doing. And for me, that was like bringing this experience that was the concussion and listening to my body and bringing that into the personal training. And probably a totally different perspective of, you know, if someone doesn't want to do something one day or is upset about something, you're, you understand more because you've been, yeah, you know, all those ups and downs make so much sense. Yeah, when you like said the less intense, harder push angle, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you need a day where you're like, I'm not, I can't go hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But find out why and yeah. Why, yeah, what we can do to to work through it or work, you know, try something different. That's really cool. I think it's cool that you had that approach because when you explained that to me, like I didn't get it initially. Like I asked you kind of like, what does it mean? Mm-hmm. But as just listening to you now explain it, mm-hmm. like I think even when I go to like my massage therapist and like so many times you can go to people and they'll just like treat you. Yeah. But like they've never talked to you to understand like oh yeah what you're feeling what's wrong like what has happened to you in the past or like why you might and need it treatment. all makes sense for certain symptoms and things like that yeah mm-hmm. and like what you're looking for from or like something. the way we carry like stress in our body without even realizing it yeah like you could probably go to a massage therapist and if you talk to them about it some things you are stressed about or experiencing and they were the right person to treat this way, they might change how they're going to like do your massage completely. Cause they're like, Oh, knowing that I know that you carry your stress in your shoulders or your yeah. stomach or your back or something like that. I have like my massage therapist and Ashley's gone to him once too. I like, he's done that. He like insisted I get an assessment and mm-hmm. I'd like never had that. Oh really? They, most of them at total needs, which is great. They, they're very thorough. Yeah. And I, I love like, yeah. that they've done it because I'm like, oh, I, fu- I think you actually know kind of what my body is they like. They check now your posture, at, like, like all these things. Oh, yeah. That's phenomenal. Because they, I think that obviously they've been educated in that, but they have, they've been, their eyes are trained to see certain things. And even just how you stand, you might be tilted more this way. And that's why mm. your hip hurts because you're, everything's pulling one way or whatever. Mm. It's pretty cool. But it's really nice, I feel like, even as I get older to kind of care. And I think actually um, the massage therapist that we both use that. Uh, we love Siggy. Yeah, his name was slipping me. <laughs> um, he actually talked about that, that why people are so tense and so stressed because you literally don't take time. You think you do. Oh, mm. you go to the gym or you do yoga or you go for a walk, but you don't take enough priority and time to yeah. actually you know, give yourself a break and really take care of your body and treat your body. It's hard because yeah. we get so swept up in, you know, work and, and family and all yeah. the things. So that's really nice that at least if someone sits down with you, you know, you know that they're there for a reason, mm-hmm. there's something they want to work on and you can kind of mm. work through it. I've had personal trainers before. It's awesome. It's just really nice to kind of like focus on yourself for a bit. Mm-hmm. How do you run a session that would be like different, I guess? Like you mentioned going into ravines or but talking about mm-hmm. your goals every week. Um, I've never been to a personal training <laughs> session. So I'm I like mean, curious. I don't think necessarily like each and every session is like groundbreakingly different. But yeah. I think just the whole picture is a little different or we, you know, start with that inventory. Then we talk about like – Um, the foundations of movement and also motivation. We talk a lot about this thing called the four tendencies, which is an idea by this woman named Gretchen Rubin. I have that book. Oh, you do? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So I was just waiting for you to say her name. I'm like, is it the same four tendencies that I'm thinking about? So it's like her philosophy, I guess. It is is, the four tendencies. Oh my gosh. It's on the shelf. I love Gretchen. That's awesome. Yeah. It's this idea that like everybody falls into the, one of these four categories in terms of like how they take action or in sort of motivation. So there's upholders, um, obligers, questioners, and rebels. An upholder is 
response to internal um, like requirements. I guess so you say, I'm going to do this thing and then you do it. Okay. An obliger. I'm an upholder. I was going to say you're an <laughs> yeah, upholder. Yeah, it can be very obvious <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> Obligers need external um, sort of, what we, I don't know if stimulation isn't the right word, but. Obligation. Yeah, like they just need someone who's like going to hold them to it, you know, mm-hmm. like a personal trainer or the friend who meets them at the gym or whatever it is. Questioner needs to know why they're doing something. So they're asking all the questions and need to like really understand for them why it's mm-hmm. important. And the rebel is just like you tell them to do something and they don't want to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. So they need to like have their own purpose. And like you kind of have to use like ulterior motives sometimes <laughs> to get them to do stuff. <laughs> so for sense. me, I learn, you know, how to best work with my client. And then for them, they learn like, okay, this is making so much sense. Like, of course, I'm an obliger, so I need, like, that makes sense why I need a personal trainer. They're like, I need Allie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, great, I'm here. Um, yeah, and then we, like, build through some sessions, really do a lot of strength stuff, and always check in on how we're feeling at the beginning, and, and sort of just a couple questions, like what we're grateful for, and what we're proud of that week. That just brings, like, an extra layer to it. And, and then, yeah, head out, out into the great outdoors. Really? Yeah. That's freaking awesome. Yeah. Uh, do you do them outdoors in the winter? Well, I haven't gone through a winter yet in the <gasps> business, so we're going to see how that is going to go down. <laughs> Have the parkas in Toronto? Yeah. I freaking love that. There's some fun stuff. I bet you can do some little trails or some snowshoeing. <laughs> I think if you, uh, yeah, make it a snowshoe thing or you can go cross-country skiing on the <gasps> yeah. island. It's going to be really fun. I would love to do that. Yeah. I'm just really into skiing. Hmm. Big skier. Mm-hmm. I'll come over. Come skiing. I'll book a session. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She'll come back bawling. Oh, I know. We'll be crying. Uh, Allie, yeah. you'll be crying too. <laughs> Allie, mentioned that you're, you mentioned you're a big biker. Why don't I just look at yes. Ashley when I was talking to you? <laughs> Can I ask her this? Yeah, yeah that's, what bike that's what I'm wondering. I want to ask about the biking. And you mentioned that you had an epic bike ride in <laughs> Thailand. I did. Her first so, time. A couple years ago, I was traveling in Southeast Asia and I was getting a little bored of the backpacker scene. You know, like you're going on the bus and you go to one place or another, it's kind of the same. And I kept seeing people on bike tour, bike tours, which is like you strap all your gear to your bike and you but bike like in from groups place to place. or just no, just like randomly. I'd be on the bus and I'd see someone and I'd be like, oh, man, I, I wish I could that. do that. Okay. I really was jealous of them. But I was scared. Like, I was like, I don't know how to do that. I've never done that. I did. I had done some biking in Toronto, but never bike touring. Um, and I would fall. I was in this Facebook group um, of bicycle traveling people over the world. And this one woman posted in it and she had cycled with her twin sister from the UK to China. To what? Hong Kong. What? across what? Central Asia, across, like crazy. crazy far. And she had done it on this bicycle that had been gifted to her, basically passed down through a bunch of tours. And um, the bike, oh my God, I can't remember the name of the, the bike had a name. It's a famous bicycle in this bike touring community because this guy had built it for like a hundred bucks out of scrap parts. Then he took it for a tour all over the world. Then he passed it on to a girl who took it through Iceland. Then this woman who took it from Europe to China. And then she was in Hong Kong and posted, I had this bicycle, Charlie the Bicycle, that's what his name is. Oh my God. And was like, anyone in Hong Kong want this bicycle to take on a bike tour? Um, It's not the best bicycle in the world, but it'll get you there. And I messaged her immediately saying, yes, I'll take it. So I'm in Hong Kong with my family. It's Christmas, actually. They came to visit me. And <laughs> how long I didn't gone for? I was gone for six months. Oh Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and so I didn't tell my parents that I was going to go on this bike tour because I knew that they would try and tell me not to do it because it was dangerous or something. So we're in Hong Kong. <laughs> and I was like, I, I just have to go do something. Sorry, mom and dad. Um, You're so, so I, adventurous. So I just go off and then pick up this bicycle from this girl. Didn't have a seat. The brakes like what? didn't work. Were you nervous when you first like saw it? In no, I was lap. just like, whatever, I'm just going to get it. Oh I'm riding God. it back through our, to our hotel through the streets of Hong Kong. How are you Kong. riding it with no seat? You just stand on the okay. pedals. Good for the legs. <laughs> yeah. The glutes. Good for the glutes. And 
And then, oh my God. Yeah. So then I had to bite or box the bike up. Um, cause I was going to fly to Thailand in a couple of days. So I'm like roaming around this Hong Kong, trying to find a bike shop that will do it for me. And none of them will do it for me. My dad came with me, but I found one that would give me a box. So then we're on the street in Hong Kong, like taking apart a bike. We've never done that before. Then it's in this box. And then aren't you wondering how to get it back together? That's oh, all I'm oh, thinking about. Oh yeah. I was like, I just didn't think any step ahead it was just you whatever step i was I at that's like the step we the had to tackle the, the box and seeing the bike and just well first we had to get it back it. to our hotel at this point too and it, the the cabs there are really small so it wouldn't fit in any of the cabs oh. and my dad's like freaking out and i'm like it's gonna be fine and then this, <laughs> these two girls on the street saw us struggling and ordered us a van cab on this special app. Aww. So I was like, see, it works out, you know, the kindness of humans all over the world. Like, you don't have to worry about me. <laughs> That's amazing. And then I got to Thailand with this box, this bicycle in a box, and I put it back together a little bit, but it needed some more help. So I found a bike shop eventually that was open. And then that's when it set in. And I was like, it, I have to set off now and go this is real. into thailand on a bicycle by myself did you buy a seat yes I bought oh, a seat. <laughs> so How, so what did you bring like what were the necessities to bring on your bike um i mean really like i didn't have camping gear i was just gonna stay in guest houses and small places i just had to make sure i was ended up somewhere that had somewhere i could stay which yeah. was a little bit stressful um but like you don't really need that much. I mean, I found a helmet, some water. I found a little bag at the front to keep my like important stuff in and then just clothes and like you don't really need as much as you think. You strap okay. it all on. Yeah, you just strap it all I'm on. And then like you literally if it's it's kind of like life in general. If you think about too big of a picture, it feels overwhelming to get started on a big goal. Yeah. But if you break it down and just think, okay, today I'm just going on a 80 kilometer bike ride or I just need to make it to the next block <laughs> or whatever it is, the smallest bit you need to break it down to, that's just what you do and you just do it. Then so 80 kilometers <laughs> casual bike ride today. I um, mean, it's over the whole day. It's not as bad as it's don't sounds. get any ideas, Murph. Yeah, um, I'm I'm like cringing when you said 80, 80 kilometers. Were not you dying? Going on a bike say ride. the first day that you tackled a lot. Were you sore or mentally or physically? Mm. No, I was excited. I thought it was so fun, and I love biking. Like you just put me on a bike, and I'm like instant smile on my face so happy so ready to go just like it was so much fun (laughs) and you just sort of figure it out like there's this little mapping app that you can use and like figuring out where to stay it's pretty hilarious oh my god i met this one guy he like tracked me down basically on the side of the road he was on a little moped and i'm standing at the corner like trying to figure out where to go and he's just like comes up to me and starts talking he's like a 60-year-old man <laughs> invites me for a coffee. So we sit down and he just wanted to he loves speaking English and there's not a lot of people to speak English to in small amazing towns in Thailand. We have a coffee, I learn about him, he learns about me. We end up exchanging phone numbers and I we talked on the phone every day while I was in Thailand because I was kind of lonely being on a bike all by myself all day and I'd arrive in a town and not a lot of people spoke English and there was no tourists. Like I'm the only person that's not from Thailand. Oh my um, God. And so he would call me and I wouldn't always answer, but like some, like most days we would talk on the phone. Do you still talk what? to him now? No, I, at the end I tried to give him my email, but he, I don't think he knew how to like write in English. Yeah. So it was just sort of the end of this like beautiful little friendship. That's so cool. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah. Do you oh. now when you're say if you're traveling somewhere and you see other um, you know, bikers that have Oh yeah. Clearly, do you are you drawn to them to talk Absolutely. to them and stuff? Yeah, yeah I love to chat. And yeah, it's just like so much fun to hear about their adventures and where they've been and where they're going. And now that we're talking about this, when we were in Lunenburg yesterday, I feel like outside one of the restaurants there was a really you know, compact, you yeah. know, like all this stuff or he or she, whoever it was. And you, you made a comment. Yeah. About the, yeah. The I was pack. like, oh yeah, someone's bike packing. I was yeah. like, I wonder where they've gone. Yeah. Packing. Yeah. It sounds like it's such a like community, like kind of worldwide Yo, yeah. community. But yeah. Like, 
Absolutely. And you're a you're an ambassador for um, yeah, a brand I'm or a, what? Ambassador for a bike brand, a Canadian brand called Norco. And cool. I do, um, I lead mountain bike rides in Toronto for women and trans and non-binary people um, connected to that brand and, and a bike shop in Toronto too called Dismount. So cool. Mm-hmm. You have some fancy bikes too. I remember I, I saw them at really? his apartment. <laughs> yeah. I feel yeah. like I know nothing about biking. It's so interesting that there's such a community built oh, up around huge. it. Oh, it's huge. And in Toronto, the cycling community is very strong. It's really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. That's great. So speaking of Toronto, what besides biking and working out and helping people, what are some other fun things that you're enjoying right now? We want the hot spots. The hot spots. <laughs> or even just things you actually are enjoying because you've lived there your whole life that you've mm. like discovered and you're like, this is really fun or really cool. Hmm. That's a tough question. I think Well, you have a dog now. You coming back do to yeah. park. Oh yeah. Parking? Well, it's different. We have a dog. We have a very sweet rescue dog named Maru. Mm, she doesn't really like to go outside though (laughs) she's very afraid Um, so so it's difficult to take her places but we do explore um some of the ravines and the nature trails in toronto which she does enjoy in the dawn valley and how does she get there because i found this so interesting that the girl watching their dog and house sitting took her for a walk in the street oh you guys were so taken back when that comment happened but i was so confused like how does she get everywhere we drive her yeah they drive to drive <laughs> they drive to the park because she's happy when she's in the park she's, is that weird to you like i drive to the park but i just mean the dog needs exercise oh i just think you would walk out and walk your dog to the park i mean that's the goal one day yeah. but for now it, we have to drive you don't have to drive to the park you walk I, to the I park drive to point pleasant park and if you have a dog that's and you want to take your dog to the dog park, yeah. you drive. Or the no, special but, park that's not that close to your house. Yeah. But I, I mean, the Point Pleasant Park is is a, a bit of a walk, so I can understand driving there. But I'm just picturing it's normal to take your dog your for a walk. I think, this is, <laughs> I think this is great that it's blowing your mind. No, I, I think it was because the, the comment was she took roof for a walk. Oh, yeah. And I was more so, well, it's a dog. <laughs> that's what we thought when we first got her too we're like okay yeah she's got to go for walks but then they were getting it was getting more and more difficult to take her for walks because she's so skittish she's very like anything on the street that makes noise or basically anything that moves is i think a threat to, in her brain Right. So she's like trying to get away and she's like running into our legs. And she doesn't and like bikers. She doesn't like bikes or skateboards or buggies or people with a weird walk or men or children <laughs> or scooters. so funny. Everything. Anything. The list goes on. <laughs> Allie's girlfriend, Amanda, is just like sitting on the couch so cringing. <laughs> and we live across the street from three apartment buildings. So it's not mm. a quiet street really and we live off bloor street which is like arguably one of the busiest streets in toronto um so i don't know we just we make do i think we had to change our expectations for what having a dog what a walk meant yeah for us and when i thought you know having a dog what that life would be like it was walking to the coffee shop together on a saturday morning and we would sit outside (laughs) and our dog would just lie down it would be so cute people would want to say hello to her and she would be very happy and we would drink our coffee and on the weekends we would go to trinity bellwoods park which is the, the it park and there's a dog bowl area and everybody watches all the dogs interact there and we take her there we no. don't do any of those complete things. opposite <laughs> <of that>. <laughs> <laughs> we just point a to point b tend to her needs try and make her happy she likes a dog park and and you guys are lucky because you have a backyard yeah we have a backyard and we have a car so we can drive her places so she would hate the subway Oh my god! Are you allowed to take dogs or animals on the subway? Yeah, you are. Okay, really? That's cool. Yeah, but she would. That would be no. She would not last one minute on the subway. <laughs> that would be too. She's much. a dog. She's from Texas and a rural part of Texas. So being in a city is also new to her. She doesn't know what's going on really. That's good. Yeah. So all in all, Toronto, the ravines, which we didn't know were. Oh yeah. Yeah. What are the ravines? Hotspot. Okay. John so the Valley. Don Valley. Okay. That's where I go mountain biking. <gasps> And it is, you know, right in the downtown-ish area of the city. You can ride 50 kilometers of single track mountain bike trails in there or run them or hike them. So it's 
pretty incredible that so we have cool. that. When I was traveling all over the world, I remember sort of looking for that almost, but not really. But thinking back, oh, I didn't realize how fortunate we were to have mountain biking trails in the one of the biggest cities in Canada. And like right in the center right, of the city. And right there. You don't need a car to get to it. You can just bike over. That's crazy. Um, and there's um, the Beltline Trail, which is sort of like a hiking and walking and biking trail. And then High Park is also really nice, which is on the west side. Ooh, um, I've never been there. Yeah. We'll have to check one of these out. I yeah. know. I we got to make a plan a Toronto trip. Yeah. I know. I can tell you all the hot spots. Yeah. What are some of the hot spots right now? Okay, so well, so Ash came to visit us last guys took, year. Yeah, I think last November. Last November, we went to our favorite bar, which is called Bar Raval. Yes, Ooh, it has this beautiful carved wood interior. Like, sh- I don't know how it was you kind of a sunroom too, where we yeah. were waiting in that area. And they make the best winterized. cocktails, and I don't drink. And they make amazing non-alcoholic cocktails Mocktail. too, Ooh. and they serve like the best Spanish tapas. I think I've looked this place up actually. Now it's that you're really beautiful. No, because I think you were going to to visit your friend there, your boyfriend at the time, and I think I had got a list from Amanda to give to you. So it's possible. I've already looked this up separately though. Oh, like really? I already had it saved in my list. Oh, of it's places amazing. To go. It's yeah. a top place. That's so funny. Highly recommend. Yeah, you did give me a list, which was we great. We went to another really cool place. I don't know if it was like a Korean or something. Pinky's Cafe? Yeah. That was also going to be on It was the in list. the house. Like Stop. a weird, yeah. It's in, it doesn't, it's in a house off a, on a side street. And so, and it doesn't have a sign. And so you almost and need to packed. know about it. And it's really cool. And they you serve like Vietnamese it. food, which is my favorite food. Yes. Um, I remember this, you told me about this yeah. one. It looks cool. It's right down the street from Bar Val, So they go hand in hand. You know, just start at one end, yeah. end at the other. Yeah. There's so many cool spots in Toronto. Yeah. I really love that. Allie, you made reference a little earlier that you've been an athlete your whole life. And I'm just wondering if you've ever, if you could elaborate on a time in your life when you were maybe a Kellogg's kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Just get to it. <laughs> Excellent segue. Um, yeah, this is also a good story. So I was a kid. I played hockey and soccer and squash. I was a kid once. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> squash. That's an interesting one for a kid, actually. Right? It was Difficult. weird. I know. I don't know how I got into it, but I played squash. Um, and there was this open call for Frosted Flakes, Tony the Tiger. You could apply to be a Tony the Team Tiger kid. And so you had to include what sport you played and a picture of that and like your best Tony the Team Tiger tip, all this stuff. Stop. So I told my mom, I was like, this is awesome. I want to apply. So excited. My mom tried to get me to not do it. She's like, you're not going to win. So don't apply. What? And I was like, oh, I'm going to apply anyway. So you better get the camera out, lady. I, and I'm going to win. <laughs> Sorry, mom. <laughs> yeah. I'm chasing this Don't dream. Don't tell me I can't win this. <laughs> and I knew as this like little like eight or nine year old, I was like, I know there's a million kids in Canada who play hockey and soccer. Like it's the classic sports. So I got to use this squash weird angle to get in this. <gasps> that was very smart. <laughs> like, so smart. Great angle. Yeah. So I we took the photos and I filled out my application. And then lo and behold, I was chosen to be in the calendar Stop. and in a playing card that came in the cereal box. That's amazing. What? And you yeah. have it framed, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have it framed in my house. So now my, par- my parents framed it and they're very proud of me. Um, what did your mom think oh when, when you won? I don't even remember. <laughs> She's probably excited. She probably just didn't want to get your hopes up when you were playing. Yeah. I didn't even know this was a thing. Mm-hmm. This is so cool. And we got like an enormous like box full of cereal boxes. So we got like a, a year supply, supply of cereal. Yes. <laughs> You'd have to. Why wouldn't you? Frosted Flakes. Oh my God. Tony totally yeah. the Tiger. You were on Team Tiger. Yeah. Cereal's so good. So yeah. you got a playing card of you. Yeah. Playing squash. Yeah. It's a Man, real deal. Allie, you might be the coolest person I know. <laughs> <laughs> we yes. could still find you an adult contest. There's like probably this. people out there who have an Allie playing card. 
Oh my god, they collect Jeff them, might maybe. downstairs in the basement. We need to check with Jeff. He has <laughs> hockey cards everywhere. No, oh not just god. hockey, like every type of card. We gotta Sports. go rummage through. <laughs> but it's funny when I was down there, I was trying to find a, an old charger for one of our computers we have here, and a bunch of these hologram playing cards just fell out. So you could be on one of them. <laughs> I think we gotta dig through. Gotta dig through there. We have imagine. to see if there's an alley yeah. squash card. Oh my goodness! Holy if shit! If there was, that would be weird. That would Good be weird. crazy. If anyone so out there fun. has any, any, any of them. Or the calendar. I don't have the calendar anymore. <gasps> Actually, my parents might somewhere hidden away, but Our aunt, Helena, might have one. She's a very, she collects everything. It was probably around 2000 that it was issued. Oh my God, stop. <laughs> I love it. I know what, I think we should play a round of Westie Grams. I'm down to play some Westie Grams. Allie, are you right. down? Yep. Well, hand them down. What do I do? So you shuffle the Westie Grams, and then you, you know, you can admire the Westie photo if you like, but then you read the question on the back. You can pick one based <laughs> on the cuteness of the Westie. Oh, I like this. Yeah, like there's the lots of different one. tactics. And if it's a weird question, you can pick the next one. <laughs> By That's her reaction and face, it might be a weird one. It's just kind of boring. Oh, no. Here, I'm going pick- pick- to pick one for you. Okay. No, I'm going to pick a random Oh, you're going to pick a random That's better. She okay. took out all the crazy ones. Let's just Ooh, be clear. Here we go. If you could unknow something, what would it be? Whoa. That was You had this the other day. What did you say? Well, Allie thinks about That this. sugar was bad for you. I was like, just don't tell me. Oh, yeah. Just let me live my life. Sugar filled, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't know what my answer is. Unknow something. Yeah. I don't know what would yours be, Ash. I'm like in on that. I don't know. Did we go with Santa Claus? I don't know what route we went down. Oh my god! If I could unknow that and Santa was real, I don't think I can answer it. I was trying to think of something like gross that I've seen or something someone's told me, but I can't. There's too many things. Allie, go with your gut. Something you could unknow. You could be wrong. The first thing that came into my head is like. Twelve or thirteen, I like walked in on my dad naked. <laughs> I knew I that's the first thing I've never seen. So it would just be that like I can picture it so vividly in my mind right now. So like that yeah. image, if that could be erased, good yeah. riddance. You know? I knew I had a feeling I'm like I was thinking it's gonna be like parents having sex. Or yeah. Oh my god. Like that. Yeah. That yes. That is a great answer yeah. that card. Just like to remove that. Also, like you're old enough that you're like, I like, I know things. And yeah. This is, this is too much. This is, you're not like six or something. Oh yeah. Yeah. Me? Okay. I'll that go. Is <laughs> Allie, 10, 10 out of 10 for that oh, one. Oh, this one's in the toilet. He's so cute. Actually, a bidet. <laughs> or I think he's in a bidet. That's the bidet, Westy. Oh, this is a good one. Would you rather be invisible or able to read minds? Oh, but would it does it mean invisible permanently? No, no or just when you, you by be. choice, like the yeah. Harry Potter invisibility, cloak, yeah, obviously. Ooh. Read minds, a hondo. <laughs> really? Oh my god, really? Yeah, I think no. that one. I don't know that you could turn that one off. Yeah, I but, think you'd want to unknow a lot after that. <laughs> you but I think that you would do. still use the invisible cloak per se. For the same reason to find out things like you'd want to be invisible to go in a room or go somewhere to find something out. But you could selectively choose. Yeah. But I think it's the same thing. I think you could selectively choose when you want to read a mind. I know, but I feel like a mind is like a stream of consciousness. Yeah. And there's just things flowing through there that might not be what you're looking no, for. No, in this yeah. particular situation, I'm thinking when you want to be invisible, you're invisible. And I'm thinking when I want to read minds, I can read minds. I like know, right but- now, if I wanted to read your mind... But then, like, what you I'm saying is You have no idea what's going on in Sarah's mind right now. It could be totally alarming. And yeah, but could, if I had this power. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I, you'd be I'm alarmed. I'm more so thinking <laughs> business sense. I'd want to know in business. Like, I want to be in a meeting and be like, I know what you're thinking. I, I can know. put my invisibility cloak on and sit in that meeting. Yeah. Or more follow the them into but their you car But you can't home. go into the meeting. You got to, like, find someone after the meeting yeah. and read their mind post-meeting. Whereas I'm in that Well, maybe you should be invisible, <laughs> Sarah, and I'll be a mind reader, and we'll be <laughs> we'll be a dynamic <laughs> unstoppable. Ooh, which one am I doing? Oh, this one kills me. When was the last time you felt helpless? 
This is like the nice bottom. Aww. Hold up and down. Um, I don't know. I was trying to think of this the other day. When was the last time I felt helpless? Um, kind of I was helpless. probably crying. Hmm. I thankfully, knock on wood, I have not felt helpless in a while. Mm. And literally nothing is coming to mind for me right now. I'd say maybe like sometime when I was, oh, do you know one that's coming to mind, but I don't think it was the last time, is yeah. when I was living in France in Lyon, this would have been years ago, I was on my way home and I like had run out of money. Like I had no money. And like I literally remember being in the Heathrow airport, calling my mom and being like, you need to send me $300 or like I'm not getting home. <laughs> and, like, and like I had to find a place to stay and it's just like I didn't have much money like and I was so conscious of like okay I have like two more days before I get home like I need two nights and I have to stay somewhere like how do I do this I probably felt helpless then but not recently that's great <laughs> that's a great feeling wow. who wants to feel helpless that's I a know, terrible way to moments feel where you're just mm-hmm. having like a day. Yeah. Over, you're overwhelmed. Overwhelmed. I have those days all the time. I feel like it's, yeah. I have those days like every I feel like nothing. Days, like, I Jeff will like. try and help me or anyone. What can I yeah. do? I'm like, nothing. Yeah. I feel like no one can help you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I found a mouse in my drawer, I felt helpless then too. <laughs> like that was something I couldn't deal with. Like <sighs> I was like crying. Like I don't know how to fix this. Oh, when I had moths. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I fucking knew it. I sound like a crazy person. But these were two separate occasions. And a couple months ago, I came home, like was getting ready for bed and like opened my top drawer and a mouse <laughs> popped out mm. and I lost it. Yeah. And then when I first moved to Halifax, the condo I stayed in had moths in it yeah you were very uh, that is when we first became friends and she was very upset i was so upset i I used to have nine that was actually probably the most helpless i've ever felt because i actually was like i don't know how to get rid of these things and i was moving shortly thank god and you were more concerned about your clothes getting ruined yeah no i begged all my clothes i brought them all to the laundromat i got everything dry cleaned cheap you know what? I I had to call my childhood nanny. This was I was helpless. My childhood <laughs> nanny who cared for me came over and cleaned and Aww. like vacuumed my whole apartment because I like couldn't handle it. I was crying. Yeah. Doll. Well, I'm glad we've really gone down this road. I'm enjoying reliving <laughs> Let's these forget really all those sad things. memories. This was so fun. We'll we'll spruce it up on a happier note (laughs) (laughs) and on a happier note yeah despite the helplessness Allie this has been an awesome conversation great thank you guys for having me thank you and don't be shy we hope you come back to Halifax soon oh yeah and hopefully we can go biking together in Toronto sometime that would be great oh my god I'm terrible only if you can lead a bike (laughs) group for beginners (laughs) yeah beginner bike group yeah. <laughs> like I can ride a spin bike, no problem. Ash, I'm bringing you a with stationary me. bike. Stationary. Yeah, great. Thank you. We'll do a stationary bike tour. I got the technique. We'll just bring them to Center Island. I've got the technique. To- yeah, we could do like a screen one and visually. <laughs> oh my God. Low fans on us. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks, you, Allie. Hope you enjoyed yourself. Hi, guys. Thanks so much for listening. We love hearing from you. So please let us know what you think. You can email us at rivalandqueen at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe and even leave a review. You can find us on all social handles at rivalandqueen. Thanks, guys. <laughs>